Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. start by honoring Pastor Matt and Loren. Thank you for allowing me the privilege to be up here. Um, so it is only through Jesus that I could stand up here, and you'll hear my story, a little bit of it, but um, when I first came to Awaken about three years ago, um, about three weeks after we had been at Awaken, um, somebody said to me, I was just like, I love this place. Like the community is just so amazing. And I was just on fire, you know, cause I, I didn't know that this existed anywhere. And so um, the person said, the best thing about Awaken is they will not leave people the same. And I have never forgot that. Um, through so many relationships, um, through connect groups, through women's prayer, through the recovery, there's been so much healing and testimony that I have. So I'm so I'm excited. <laughs> so um, I just want to honor, also honor my husband, um, who's my greatest supporter, and he can't be here tonight because our kids have obligations. But um, he's just he's just a gem. You all know he has a bigger voice than I do, so he's known more, but um, okay. So I want to start with just sharing this story for you, with you. I'm going to just paraphrase it. It's called the elephant rope. Um, so there was a man in like an African safari, and he saw an elephant, a full-size elephant, full-grown adult um, elephant, and it just had this little rope wrapped around its leg. Um, and so he approached the worker and was like, why, like, why does he have this rope? Like he could break free at any time. This rope is like so mini, you know? Um, and the trainer just said, well, when they are very young and much smaller, we use the same size rope to tie them. And at that age, it's enough to hold them. As they grow up, they are conditioned to believe they cannot break away. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they're never broke free. What a perfect story. How many of us can just feel the rope wherever it is that's holding us back from really stepping in to what God has for us? So, um, yeah, we all have those ropes. And it was brought to my attention um, last year at Women's Prayer that I had horrible boundaries with people. And so... Um, 
it was like this light clicked on and I'm like, wow, these boundaries are terrible. Um, I'm running a connect group and I'm completely spiritually, emotionally drained because I'm sowing so much in to these, this connect group. Um, but the good news, there's always good news found in the Bible. Um, I just want to share Deuteronomy 31.8. It says, the Lord himself, himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So he doesn't tell us to walk in fear or worry or stress or anxiousness or isolate, but he tells us to do not be discouraged. So, um, so often in life, we just rely on our own strength. And um, that's how I was. I was just relying on my own strength and not really surrendering this to God or really even asking or sowing in to, you know, community. That's what we're all here for. Um, and so, um, this started when I was really young, growing up in my family, I was the youngest. So you can imagine with five kids, um, my voice wasn't really heard much. And I learned really quickly that I got my feelings hurt. And so I would just suck back in and I wouldn't speak out. I wouldn't share how I felt. I would just isolate. Um, I often heard the phrase, which you guys can probably all relate, kids are meant to be seen and not heard. So, and that just wasn't spoken in my home. That was like with my grandparents at family events. Um, and so it was something that had came down the line that kids were just meant to be seen. Um, so I just learned to be quiet. And I was oftentimes referred as the shy, quiet girl. Um, but me, myself, like I just felt more insecure and more, um, I had the word, like the fear of being rejected. And so that's what that really taught me was that I was going to be rejected if I spoke out. Um, so in high school, I was the girl that was just like friends with everybody. I was friends with the people that smoked pot. And I was the friends of the, the smokers. And I was friends with the athletes. And I was friends with um, the goody-goody Mormon girls. Like, I was friends with everybody. Um, but in all those relationships, I was always quiet. I didn't ever want to be put on the spot. I didn't want to ever be called out. Like, well, what do you think, Lexi? Because that was the last thing I wanted. Um, so after that, you know, as I got into adulthood and started working, um, I, was, I was still really quiet. Um, but soon enough, I found that I could listen to people. So that's kind of like where the route I went. I started listening to people and people would come to me and tell me their ish. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I can rescue people. How awesome is that? And so I started listening to people and it felt so good to like speak. And I was like um, counseling people on their marriages or their drama, you know, or their medical issues or whatever it was, people would come to me and I would just listen. And um, in the medical world, like I'm in the medical world, and we called it emotionally vomiting. And so people would just give me all of their stuff. And I would, I would hold on to that. I would worry about people. I would like try to save them. I would try and find the answer for them 
instead of, you know, helping disciple them. Um, So like I was saying last year at, at Cherish, God really highlighted to me that I had horrible boundaries and I needed to learn how to have healthy boundaries. Um, Of course, I was in shock because I'm like, I'm just helping people. I'm just helping solve people's problems. What's wrong with that? (laughs) And so um, obviously that wasn't the problem. He knew that I, like my intention, my heart was good, but I needed to grow into something more. Um, And as many of you know, like me and Corey have not had a great marriage. And while I would be worried about some, all these other people's marriages, my own was suffering. You know what I mean? And so when we were, you know, separated, people were like shocked. Like we don't, we didn't even know you guys were struggling. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't talk about me. So, um, I came back from Cherish, though, and I realized, like, I've got to shift something in my life. Um, So I, it was hard. It was very hard. Um, But I, and I lost a lot of friends and a lot of relationships, really close relationships with family. But I was done rescuing people. Um, So here's where the good part comes in. Um, A couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, Pastor... Jenny Husero, she shared a message on unlocking your voice. And I received that. That was totally a message for me. Um, My voice was shut off for a time. And when I found my voice, I had been using it in unhealthy ways. Um, It wasn't until I heard that message and also um, I went through the recovery program and did a lot of healing and deliverance. And it wasn't until I did all these things that my voice came into alignment with God. And so I was able to really start to ministering and disciple people in a healthy way. And as a church, like this is the best place to come to be discipled and loved and grow and grow into who like God really sees you to be. So my last, I just want to end with this scripture. It's in Zechariah 8:16. And it says, these are the things which you should do. Speak the truth to one another. Judge with truth and judgment for peace in your gates. And the part that I really want to focus on is just speak the truth to one another. And it's really scary to speak the truth to people when you're wanting to see them break through um, whatever the devil is holding back from them, whatever their rope is. Um, But God will always show up. And he'll help you to minister and flow in such a loving way. So that's just part of my story. And um, I have the privilege and honor of introducing our next amazing lady. Um, Yeah, I'm just excited to announce her. Um, She's been here way longer than I have. And every time I've seen her, I've just recognized her as a daughter of God. And she serves with a heart and um, for God and building his kingdom. So help me introduce Savannah. Thank you. All right. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much, Lexi. That was beautiful. 
All right. Well, yes. First off, I just want to say thank you guys, Pastor Matt and Loren. You guys are the most just encouraging and uplifting, not even just pastors, but just people that I have ever met. And um, I mean, you, it's really just so evident in your heart for not only this church, but this valley. And so just thank you guys for that. Um, but yes, so the theme for Cherish this year is yes and amen. So today we're talking about these testimonies that have stood on the word of God and stood on his promises, right? So mine starts when I was about, I would say 13, 14 years old. Um, I struggled with anxiety severely, right? Um, and so it kind of all started how we found this out. I was having like these weird heart problems. Like I would feel like my heart feel weird. And so my mom took me to the doctor and we got an echocardiogram. So, and I didn't know what that meant before either. So I'm going to tell you, um, it's pretty much like an ultrasound of your heart. Right. And so they came back and they're like, yeah, your heart looks fine, but we're going to refer you to these other people. I can probably tell you what's going on. Um, and so we went to this other doctor and I remember them having me just like fill out this little checklist sheet of my life pretty much. And, you know, they come back in and they're like, yeah, so we're going to, you have anxiety. We're going to diagnose you with anxiety. Here's a prescription from it for some antidepressants and we're going to send you on your way. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, and so that was the reason I was having like those little heart problems. It was actually just anxiety and making me feel that way. Um, and so this was also around the time that I kind of started going to church and understanding who God was, you know, and so so I started to understand. I'm like, okay, I can just pray this off, right? So I started praying and started praying. I was like, God, take away this anxiety. I don't want it anymore. This sucks. Just like heal me, right? And that happened for a couple years. And honestly, it didn't go away. And it was like just so tormenting because it was the type of anxiety where it wasn't caused by crowds or by school, but it would literally be out of nowhere. I would just be like sitting on the couch and suddenly it's just like this hole, right? Um, and it wasn't until just a couple of years ago, I finally started to understand the power of words, right? The power of God and the spiritual realm that things started like beginning to shift, right? So I had to realize I made an agreement with anxiety, right? I started to come under it. I was like, oh, I spoke it all the time. Yes, I have anxiety. I was diagnosed. It's really bad. So I had to start watching my speech, right? I had to be like, no, I come out of agreement with this. I break that off, right? <laughs> I just had to start speaking, right? Like in the in the future, I'm like, no, I am healed, I am whole, I am free from this. Even when I wasn't in the moment, I had to start speaking like that, right? So any time that I started to feel anxious, I started to feel fear, I would speak God's promises over me. I would speak that scripture over me, right? So one of my favorites was, for I have not given you a spirit of fear, right? So any time I would feel fearful or anxiety, I would just start speaking this over me, right? And James 4, 7 says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as I started resisting him, he would flee, right? And so another one of my favorite verses around this, and this is my yes and amen scripture, right? This is what my testimony is on, is that behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy. Nothing shall hurt you, right? The reality is the enemy has no authority that we don't give him, right? And so it wasn't until I finally began to understand my authority in God and who I was that I could finally start to break this off of me, right? And I think that a big turning point in, in my life, in my walk, was when I truly began to realize I was healed. I was about um, 17 years old, and I was having some health issues and some, like, hormone imbalances. So I went to the doctor, got some more tests, you know, got my blood drawn, the whole thing. They come back a couple weeks later, and they're like, yeah, so the reason you have been ha you've been having these symptoms is because you have a brain tumor. And I was like, oh, okay, what do I do about that, right? And... <laughs> They were like, well, the good news is it's benign. And so you kind of just keep an eye on it and hope for the best. 
And in that moment, I was expecting this wave of anxiety to come over me, right? But it was the craziest thing because a wave of peace came over me in that moment. And I never doubted in that moment that God could heal me and that he would heal me, right? And today, I am healed of all those hormone imbalances and all the symptoms that I had suffered, right? Yes, amen. And that's the beautiful thing about God, right? That's the beautiful thing is that once, once he heals one thing in your life, he'll kind of open up the floodgates to heal everything else, right? So God healed me of anxiety, and then he started to kind of show me other areas that I was a little jacked up and needed healing, right? And so it's kind of like this, like, beautiful rabbit hole, and the best way I can explain it is if, like, you've ever been on YouTube, and you start with, like, a video of, like, a cat or something, and an hour later, you're, like, watching these guys from some country build a house with, like, two sticks, right? It's like, how did I get here? But anyways, that's how God works in your lives, right? And so once he healed me from anxiety, he started to go in and kind of heal the triggers, right? The things that would cause this anxiety. And one of them being, ever since I was kind of young and growing up, I never really had like girlfriends, you know what I mean? I was always a type that just hung around with the guys because it was easier or less drama or whatever I said, right? But the reality was, is God started to show me that I had a spirit of rejection on me, right? And I was scared of what these other girls or whoever would think about me. And it was holding me back from those friendships, right? So praise God that I got healed of that as well. And I'm telling you, life with girlfriends and healed is just so much better, right? So my encouragement to you is to let him in. Let him in to break down those walls in your heart, to reveal what needs healed, right? And also to set expectations of what you want God to reveal and heal in your life, right? So, for example, if you're just coming to church on a Sunday, start coming to church like, God, I expect you to move, right? I expect there to be breakthrough in my life. I expect there to be breakthrough in this specific area, right? Because God loves specifics. And so, for example, like, if you're in here and you're struggling financially, start being like, God, I expect you to move. I expect a financial blessing, right, in that area. Or if your marriage is struggling, God, I expect you to bring blessing into my marriage. I expect full restoration in my marriage. Start expecting the specifics, right? And I didn't realize how important expectation was until last year's Cherish. It was the last day, and we were kind of just packing up, going home, and Cherish was amazing. I've never doubted that. I'm like, yeah, this was great, but I was like... I didn't really get anything out of it this year. And I was talking to one of my friends, Sarah, about this, actually. And she's like, well, what did you expect to get out of it? And I was like, I know. Praise God for Sarah, because she's so wise. <laughs> Love Sarah. Yes, thank God God healed me of not being able to have girlfriends, because that wouldn't happen, right? But yeah, she's like, what were you expecting to get out of it? And I was like, yeah, nothing. And I realized. <laughs> Yeah, and I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I put this wall up in my heart because anytime I would expect things in the past and it didn't happen, I would be so disappointed and so hurt. So to protect myself from that, I'm like, I just won't expect anything, good or bad, right? And so um, I just began to realize, and she started to help me understand that, like, if you come expectant, God's going to show up, and he's going to meet you there, right? So ladies, if you're going to cherish, start thinking now. What are you expecting, right? What do you want out of it? Be specific, because God will meet you there, right? And if you're a guy in here, or you're not going to cherish, Sundays, Wednesdays, your private time with God, what are you expecting out of it, right? And I'm a little guilty of this, because sometimes I can be like, well, my life is great, right? Things are good. I'm very content. 
But this verse, um, Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So even if your life's great, God is ready to do a new thing in it, right? He is always ready to do a new thing. And so... The biggest takeaways I would love for you to take from this is to let God in, to break down those walls because his way is better and he knows what needs healing, right? And also to come expectant, whether it's cherish or Sundays or whatever it is, come expectant. Amen? All right. (laughs) Okay, so, yes, thank you. I have the absolute privilege to honor our next speaker. She is an amazing mother, amazing wife, and I think she represents fun and holy so well because she's so much fun she's so funny but she is so powerful and i'm so excited to hear this word so give it up for justine oh my goodness how do i follow such amazing women you guys are so amazing thank you so much for that um sev (laughs) so First and foremost, I would just like to honor our lead pastors, um, pastors Jurgen and Leanne. And I would love to honor our amazing pastors here, um, pastors Matt and Pastor Loren. Thank you so much for your friendship and your guidance. And also, thank you for trusting me with this mic in my hand. <laughs> so my yes and amen scripture is found in Jeremiah 1.5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So I want to talk about the biggest yes, sorry, the biggest thing that I've said yes to, which is the internship. Yes, the internship. So if you don't know what the internship is, it's basically a discipleship program where you say, God, here's my life. Take it, use it, transform it. This is my yes year. You allow God full access to your world. And so what really sparked um, my interest in um, the internship was actually in DNA, Ben Thomas. Um, <laughs> um, I just remember two things that stood out to me. One of them being, the, um, I was asked the question, what are your talents? What are you good at? And I'm like, okay, that's such an odd question because all I know is how to be a mom, how to be a wife, and how to be a servant, like literal servant for my family. But there I was just sitting on the table right next to my amazing husband, PJ, who's an amazing rapper, thinking, what do I bring to the table? But that made me question, what is my purpose? Why was I created? And then the second thing was the FAT acronym, Faithful, Available, and Teachable. I had to check myself. Am I being faithful to God's word? Am I serving in his house? Am I available to be teachable? Um, So when DNA was over, I came downstairs, and I can just hear the internship being promoted. And the words that caught me were, do you want to discover your purpose? And I'm like, yes, yes, I do. Sign me up. Where do I go? <laughs> so I go to the, I go through the application process. I meet with Pastor Matt, who's so amazing. And he just like was so blunt with me. And he's like, 
you know, the people that get the most out of the internship are the people that lean into the process. And he's like, are you okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and so, like, as we were wrapping up, he's like, can I pray for you? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead, pray for me. <laughs> and he's like, um, I just want to camp on this one thing. I don't know if you remember this, Pastor Matt, but he's like, I, I just want to camp on this one thing. I feel like the thing that you're most gifted in is the thing that the devil is telling you that you're not good enough. And he's like, does that resonate with you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like walking out. <laughs> I like rush off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does. Not know, like not like realizing what that thing is. I'm like, what is he talking about? I have no idea. I can't even think of what my purpose is right now. Um, <laughs> so fast forward to actually being in the internship. God just brought uh, brought me through this beautiful transition to discover my identity, which is not in my purpose. Because I can be gifted in so many things, but if I'm not utilizing those gifts for his purposes, I'm not fulfilling what I was actually created to do. Right? So how did he do that? Definitely through time and the process. So let me just elaborate. When you join the internship, you may feel the tension. You may feel overlooked and overwhelmed and overworked, but actually you're really not. When the tension for me is um, where I met God the most. And the reason why I say that is because usually I'm like always in my own thoughts and I'm always trying to do things on my own strength. But in that tension, I was able to shut out those thoughts. I was able to rely on him versus those thoughts. So by saying yes, I discovered that my journey to my purpose was actually my journey to discover my identity in him. So Psalms, sorry, Psalms 139, 13 verse through 16 says, for you created me, sorry, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. And all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So to understand who... To understand who I am, I had to love who I am, right? I come from a big Samoan family, and I love my big Samoan family. But let me tell you, and sometimes in Samoan households, you get these cute little nicknames that sound so beautiful, but in English, they're very offensive. Um, <laughs> so my cute little nickname was puka and it was a name that was given to me when I was born but that word in English means fat and I carried that my whole life not even knowing that that was actually a word curse so a few weeks ago I got delivered from all those word curses and I got delivered from those generational curses right 
So uh, last week, my husband calls me by that name, and I'm like, no, babe, don't call me that name anymore. And he's like, I've been calling you that for 13 years. Like, what do you want me to call me, babe? And I'm like, you call me queen. And he totally does. <laughs> right, babe? Yes. But here is why. 1 Peter 2.9 says, however, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Right. A holy nation, people who belong to God. You were chosen to tell about the excellent qualities of who God Oh, sorry, of who God called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, right? And I was made for his purpose. Last week, I shared with my fellow interns that my motto lately has been, I had a purpose before anyone had an opinion. <laughs> Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us to do long ago. Psalm 33, verse 11. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. So now looking back to what Pastor Matt told me in my interview... I was reminded that when I was younger, I would just hop on the stage. I had so much courage. I just loved being on the stage. I can sing. I can dance. But um, as I got older, I lost confidence in myself. Because somewhere along the way, growing up, I allowed everyone's opinion of me to silence my voice. Last week, Pastor Jenny, I love Pastor Jenny, she told me that the enemy shut my voice because I had something to say. And because my yes to dedicate this year to God, I'm up here in confidence using the voice that was shut out long ago. So now going back to Jeremiah 1.5, it says, I appointed you, the second part says, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. See, I put my amen to that scripture because since I've said yes, I have had new words spoken over me by amazing people that I will carry the prophetic and I will begin to operate in the, in the gifts of the prophetic. So since I'm saying yes, I was able to utilize those gifts in women's prayer. So this is your sign, ladies. Get into women's prayer, which is tomorrow. And men, get into men's prayer because it is beneficial to you to utilize the gifts that you have too. Come on. And because I, got yet, because I said yes, I got a better nickname. A few weeks ago, I came to the altar and I shared with Pastor Rosanna the story about my nickname. And she just begins to pray over me. And she says, I just want you to listen. What does God call you? And <laughs> I heard him call me precious. Isaiah 43 verse 4 says, Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. And I am honored and I love you. So let me, let me leave you with this. What is it that God is calling you to do that you haven't said yes to? I pray that this word just spoke to your heart. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.